What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 79, Beef Here. Got BJ with me like always. Mic check, mic check. Yeah, oh, I, oh, yeah I think we're I think we're working. Okay. Over sounding like a middle school emo band. Check. <laughs> Check. One. A two. A one. Oh. No. Oh, okay. Check. A lot of a lot of big NFL news, which we haven't really we haven't really touched on a lot of NFL stuff. Not I mean, since the uh, Super Bowl. No, which which is a good Super Bowl, by the way. I thought it was an okay. I would say, you know, the year before was even better, but hey. No, no, we don't live no. in the past. We live okay. in the present here on Beef's Beef. Is it worth a try? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I'd even say NFL might have stolen the show. Think about it, with all the big things that are going on this week in sports in general. Well, first, what month is it? Well, it's March Madness. It's March Madness. So, yeah. yes, that's where you need to start at, for one. That's why I'm saying it might have stolen the show from it. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we're even going to not only talk about the NFL, but we're going to start the show with the NFL, yeah. that's that's huge with what month it is. The fact that we're watching Louisville on the TV behind us right now, or behind you in front of me, and... There isn't a game that I'm seeing being played. And that's fine with me. I'm glad that Louisville's doing the way they are. Yeah. Uh, Louisville's up 17 right now with 13.30 left, pretty much, and... That's fine with me, but the fact that we're talking about the NFL first is phenomenal. I mean, that's good because that's helping out their brand. Well, I was thinking about this before, too. Like, obviously, the NFL doesn't plan this as far as trying to steal headlines, but the timing that their free agency starts and these things can happen is huge. Absolutely. You can't get much better timing right before all the tournaments, right before NBA playoffs. I mean, it's a good time to be a sports fan in general. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely not upset with with how this is going. Oh, my goodness. Because it's getting everyone talking about their brand. And, I mean, we're going to start with the big one. Yesterday, the Cleveland Browns make a big splash, trading Jabril Peppers, as well as their number 17 pick this year and their second third-round pick of this year for Mr. OBJ. Right, which I like that personally because I'm an Eagles fan, so it gets OBJ out of that division. We even talked about it. kind of makes a little bit of sense for both sides, um, especially seeing what some other receivers got value-wise. I-, I think it worked out for both teams. Well, here's the only part that didn't really make sense to me Yeah, is – why do you re-sign him last year? Or why do you sign him to an extension for that much and pay him that much and then trade him? Maybe maybe because they knew they wouldn't get any value if he only had a one year on a contract. Yeah. Maybe that's what went into it. That makes a lot of sense. And also, too, I, I don't think it was one of those things that was a foregone conclusion. I well, think they No, expected, they said they were shopping him last year before the season. Well, I'm not saying they weren't shopping him. I mean, think about it. Anytime it, it, it's a business, anytime you've got a highly valuable asset that people want, if you can get a better return on your investment, you're going to take that. Now, with that being said, I think they expected a better season than what they had last year. And now they've kind of realized, hey, we have to be in rebuild mode and no team ever wants to come with grips with that but might as well move some pieces and try to build for the future here's the thing though to me i, I yeah i think that both teams made out well in this trade you could have kept him and drafted a quarterback that's where your problem is you elon manning is not is not the answer well i think their line i mean he was he was 
getting rushed a lot last year and trying to get the ball out quick. I don't think Eli Manning is the best quarterback in the world, but I also think if if you have a certain style of offense, he can produce in, in it. You obviously have a great running back in Saquon Barkley as well, too. And then defensively, they let Collins go, didn't re-sign him, but they didn't have a terrible defense last year. I mean, you look, a lot of teams were not point, putting up big numbers on them. So, yeah, I mean, I guess you could point to the quarterback in the offensive line, but, yeah, I, I think they realize there are a couple of pieces away from being a contender, so might as well try to, to build for the future. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. You trade away, other than Saquon, your best piece that you have. Right. And, yeah, you get – I mean, here's the thing, though. Now you you take the chance – again, I still think that these teams did well for, each, for themselves in this trade. But you take the chance of that number 17 pick – I mean, what if that's not a good pick? Like, what if you don't get a good player in that? Well, you're going to get a good player at 17. It's just how how good are you at drafting. I agree. That's always anytime you're trading four picks and you've got a proven, you know, player, there, there's a chance. I mean, we were talking. He's definitely top five, arguably two, yeah. two or three. I mean, you didn't you didn't agree with my one, but it's, either way, he's top five in both of our opinions. Yeah, in, OB, sure. in OBJ, I'd and, say it's tough to debate anything else besides yeah. top five. Yeah, and here's the here's what's crazy is two top five wide receivers made moves this year are yeah. now playing for different teams. Correct. The other one. Uh, Antonio Brown went to the Raiders, and what was it, a third and a seventh round pick? I believe it was. It was an interesting deal, though, because you knew, I mean, Pittsburgh was in a tight spot. They came out and said, hey, we're going to trade him. Then the whole. I, I really don't think they were. I mean, the, the biggest thing is they turned down a better trade to the Patriots just because they didn't want to trade to the Patriots. Well, the Bills thing was pretty much a foregone. I mean, that was a done deal until he kind of nixed that one from what I heard. So, yeah, there was multiple other teams. Uh, Raiders in their interview today actually came out and said literally the first day they tried to get over OBJ was Friday. That's Once that Bills deal fell through, that's when they put their offer in. And that's the offer that they ended up taking. So, yeah, there, there was plenty of other offers on the table. I, I just think, like I said, Pittsburgh was done with the situation. They were going to wash their hands of it. The whole Bell, Brown, and Roethlisberger era is over. So now it's Juju's time to shine. I, I like Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's... He's good. Will he be a great one? I mean, that that he he needs somebody else with him as well too. What what's he going to run? Is he going to run more outside routes? Is he going to run more uh, slot routes? I I think he's an all around wide receiver, so you can use him where you need him. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think I think the Patriots or excuse me, I think the uh, Steelers got worse by losing a B. That's what. You know, is for sure. Raiders got better. Steelers got worse. I don't know why I keep saying Patriots. I hate the Patriots. I, we love them too. <laughs> but here's the thing: you you got offered by New England a second and a fourth round pick for uh, Antonio Brown, and you took a you took a third and a fifth. They took a third and a fifth. Yeah, from the Raiders. So you were offered something better. And you turned it down just because you didn't want to trade them to New England. Well, it's, I mean, I'm not sure that's the only reason, but it definitely contributed to it, yeah. I mean, on, they, on paper, that's a better offer. They pretty much came out and said that they were not wanting to trade him to New England pretty much because it was New England from the very beginning. Right. 
and I don't know. I don't. Sometimes I feel like you let your head get in front of your what you should really do. Well, they're not going to contend this year, so that's kind of where. It, so why not get better draft picks to help contend sooner? That's my argument. I'm saying if if that was going to be somebody who was going to be a problem for them, you know, coming down the stretch, the, I get that. Even though they're not in the same division, they're still in the same conference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's true, but I mean, I, I just. To me, it doesn't make sense when you can get something better, even if it's not. I'm sure they had better offers from other teams. It's just I saw the New England thing, obviously, and New England's going to get talked about more than anyone because of who they are. Right. So you know that that stuff's always going to come out. Yeah, it's an interesting move. I, I think I watched the press conference today with Gruden and A.B. They're, they're going to try to change the tone. They're talking about Derek Carr got better today by Antonio Brown being there. I mean, he definitely didn't get worse. No, that's for sure. But uh, that, one of the reporters brought up the whole Amari Cooper thing and, and said, you know, hey, Gruden, you talked about you had to adjust your offense to fit Amari Cooper in there for the deep threat. What are you going to do with Antonio Brown? And he had this look like he was pretty pissed whenever they asked and he was like, no, we don't have to change anything for A.B. And A.B. was talking about accountability and everything. He was talking about finding people for drops. He was talking about, you know, all this other stuff. I thought, man, it's going to be interesting. I I don't think the Raiders will be that good again next year, but they've got some pieces, and if they draft correctly and get a running back, I mean, they could be interesting. I'll tell you who's making noise for me out there on the West Coast is the 49ers. Yeah. 49ers, I thought, got three good pickups. I think they maybe overpaid Quan Alexander just a little bit, just a little bit coming off of an injury. Yeah. I don't think it's bad because, it. I mean, it's a risk. You, sometimes you got to risk it for the biscuit, they say. Yeah. And, I mean, he is coming off of uh, playing, I think, six games. That's what I saw. Where he might not have played at all. He tore his ACL before 2018. But he's expected to be at full strength and be back to what he was. Yeah, and but, anymore now with those injuries, I mean, you see a lot of people come back. And, and I mean, this this era, medicine and doctors are, are at an all time great, and it hopefully will continue to get yeah, better. I mean, you take a look at a what was he, a thirty two or thirty three year old Adrian Peterson tearing his ACL and coming back and running for a thousand yards. Yeah, at so, thirty three years old. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, and even I told you there was a um, an MMA guy that I like, Luke Rockhold, who's a popular fighter. He's got knee surgery in three weeks. He'll be out. Like, how do you have knee surgery and you're only out three weeks? It has to be like a fluid drainage, and they're just calling it a surgery. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's a fluid drainage but i bet it's like a a cleanup yeah, yeah. Some, somewhere they're scalping or, or whatever I, I it's not a tear i don't think but but not only did they get quan alexander but they traded for d ford with kansas city mm-hmm. they traded kansas city a 2020 uh third round or second round pick to get uh d ford which is a great pickup and they also picked up running back tevin coleman from the falcons today that's for, my favorite out of the three I, I think that's a very good pickup for them you have uh Jarek McKinnon coming off of an ACL, and you also have um, I can't think of their other the other guy's name Matt something, uh, their third string running back. He was, used to be the running back for the Vikings. One well, then they've got well. Kittles at tight end, who's, yeah. who's a good receiving, and then obviously uh, Garoppolo. I mean, they've got some pieces. If Garoppolo can come back well off of that ACL, they could definitely contend for their for their uh, division at least. Yeah, and. I mean, you give. I mean, you get Coleman for two years to ten million. Who? I mean, here's the thing: he steps up and plays well this year. Hey, let's go ahead and extend that. I don't think they. I don't think they overpaid him. So I, I think there was a. I think it was a good decision to take Tevin Coleman. Yeah, compared to market value, I think he, he got what he deserved. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because him and Freeman, you know, 
was a pretty nice one-two punch in, in Atlanta. Now he'll be kind of the man there, and and I like. I mean, obviously that's an IU guy as well too. So we've got a bunch of buddies who watched him, and you don't see much about IU football players. Well, you got to wonder is is McKinnon coming back full strength because he did get hurt in the preseason last year. Right. So you have to worry if you're Tevin Coleman, am I going to be second fiddle again behind McKinnon? I don't think he'll be second fiddle. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he's going to get the the majority of the carries. He'll get the majority of touches out of the backfield in general because he can receive too. But that's yet to be determined. With the amount of money that they paid him, I think he has to be that guy. Um, but that's just my opinion. Who are some of the free? What are some of the free agent moves that you saw that kind of stuck out to you? Well, obviously the first two that stuck out being an Eagles fan. You know, the Eagles re-signed Deshaun Jackson, which I was super high on. Well, they got a, they got a trade for him, right? Trade for him, yep. yeah. Well, I say re-sign him. I mean, they they brought him back. Brought which him back. at the end of the day, you know, I, I never wanted to see him leave. He single-handedly won us that one game where punt return. I mean, if and you then he dropped it and then ran it back for the win. Oh, it was beautiful though. Yes, it was. Um, and his timing and his speed, I told you, I think he's getting up there in age, but he's still a good route runner and, and has good speed across the middle. Um, I'm glad to see him back, and I think he fits in well with that receiving core. He's got Aguilar, you got um, Jeffries, and then, like you said, I, I don't know about the whole Tate thing, but we'll see if he's there again. So I really like that pickup. Everything you, everything I see, it seems like Tate's going to make a move, but yeah. I mean, we'll never know. I mean, he he did. Uh, Tag the Steelers after AB left, which yeah. could be a nice one-two punch with him and Juju. If, yeah, if he they complement each other. Yeah. Well, I think the only thing that could keep him there is him and Wentz have a really good relationship from what I saw last year, and I think the Eagles made a quick decision to go with Wentz over Foles and not even have that conversation in the future. So therefore, you know, Tate may might buy into that and say, "Hey, he'll stay there." But speaking about quarterbacks, then you've got Nick Foles going to the Jags as well too. BDN baby. Yep, and I'm glad. For him, I was pretty disappointed. It's like I said, that that man won us a championship, too, and he'll always have a special place in Eagles fans' hearts. But at the end of the day, he's getting paid, and that's what's best for his family. I mean, think about it. This guy retired from football because, you know, things weren't just going his way. Out of Arizona, all my friends can attest to this. I loved him. 6'6", quarterback. Um, I always thought he was our quarterback, and then he got a chance to shine. So I'm glad to see him get paid. Yeah, another um, another team that I thought did decently well for himself was the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I thought the Ravens picking up Earl Thomas, uh, four-year, $55 million deal, uh, as well as Mark Ingram. I thought maybe they did overpay Ingram or at least sign him for, for I mean, it's three-year, $15 million. Uh, but I mean, well, that's the same deal as Coleman, except for an extra uh, that, year. An extra year, yeah. yeah. And I, here's—I don't know. I mean, Ingram's not young; he's getting up there in age. Well, steroids keep him young. That's very true. He's like a bowling ball, but it helps Lamar. And you lose Eric Weddle. So, and then you pick up Earl Thomas, it definitely helps. Yeah, we lose Suggs, too. It's like we were saying, they, they lost some key pieces, and uh, they, they had an interesting offseason to me. But, you know, that, that division, 
couple of teams have fallen off, and then, like you said, the Browns have gotten substantially better as far as – I mean, think about Browns' offensive weapons. you got Hunt. If Hunt can play – If Hunt plays, I think it's a joke because the fact that they did that to Ray Rice and they're not going to do it to Hunt when Ray Rice was actually forthcoming and said everything that he did, and then they kind of double jeopardy him and suspended him for the season, yeah. and then Hunt lied about it. But that might be why Hunt would be able to play because, you know, not, not the public experience. Exposure. I mean, think about it. Hunt, we've not heard much about, whereas Rice, it was all over. But see, here's the thing, though. We did hear Hunt lied from lied about it from the beginning. He said he right. never even did it. Right. That's where I think the difference is between he and Rice and why I don't. I don't know what they're going to do with Hunt. They haven't really said. No, they haven't. But I'm just saying, if he plays, you've got him and, and Landry and, and OBJ, which those two play together at LSU. And don't so. sit on Nick Chubb either. No. Nick Chubb is solid. Yeah. Georgia running back. I, I mean, they've got some good pieces. So it, it'll be interesting to see. But I also think, you know, you've got the Redskins. I'm staying in that division. But they signed Peterson, which we talked about him earlier. That was extremely interesting. That You know, two-year, $8 million, I think is what it, it was. And at signing a 33-year-old running back, I mean, if he, he had over 1,000 yards last year. But can he stay healthy again? Yeah. Is is, I mean, is he overstaying his welcome to the NFL, or do you think he's still got it? Well, based on what we saw last year, even with the injuries, that, that dude's a tank. I mean, he just keeps plugging along. So I don't think he's got the speed and elusiveness that he once had, but his vision's still there. Um, if you've got a good offensive line, I think he can run behind him. But, but probably, you know, the two-year, $8 million. That he probably wanted more years and they probably wanted to give him more per year and sign him to a lesser year contract. You know what I mean? You know what I wish would have happened? What? The rumor that was going around last week where he was going to go to Chicago just so we could see how Greg would react. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, that's the only thing. Just so we could see how Greg would react if he went to the Bears. Oh, it would have been some entertainment for sure. It's like me with LeBron in L.A. I don't like that for the Bears, though, to be honest. I mean, Cohen's nice, but obviously they're two different type. Cohen's more of a receiving back. Well, don't forget about their other running back, too. Yeah, but but still, I I like Cohen. I mean, I think Cohen was a guy who was underrated um, throughout the year last year, and he was a big part of their success. You know, obviously Mitch Trubisky was the key to their success. I was waiting for it. Former North Carolina Tar Heel. But, I mean, they had some good pieces. And then the other one we talked about, too, we talked about the the Chiefs. The Chiefs got rid of Eric Berry today. Sad news, to be honest with you. I like him. You know what else is sad news? I mean, obviously it was because they signed up Tyron Matthew, but – with that being said, literally all they gain is one and a half million dollars off their salary cap. Like they're still paying him some money. He was there for nine years. It's like you said, he he was injury riddled. It's the NFL, man. There's gonna be injuries. Yeah. Every season you're gonna battle injuries. But I, I think he'll be picked up somewhere. I mean, hopefully he doesn't quit. But um, I'd take him at the <coughs> New England. Yeah, New England. New England. And yeah. I said to you, New England would be a team that would pick up somebody like that, and and he'd be a big piece of your all success. But we'll see where he ends up. I just hope he goes somewhere. Another one I want to talk about, though, is the other signing that happened. Here's what's weird: is it happened so late last night that I didn't even know if I believed it when I woke up this morning. Yeah. So I was like, Am I like dreaming when I'm reading this? <laughs> But Le'Veon Bell signs with the New York Jets. Right. And 
Which when I heard Green, remember his? Did you see his text or whatever? Yeah, his, 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 Instagram? his, his I think it was his Twitter where he says, "I'm wearing green again." Yeah, which I thought because they had mentioned the Eagles multiple times earlier. This he got season. really happy, didn't you? he? No, I wouldn't say really happy. I just Why, thought. What do you mean? I would love to have Le'Veon Bell. I want a power back. I want Legarrette Blunt back. I want somebody like that. I, I mean, I'm good if Ajayi comes back healthy. Like somebody like that would be more intriguing to me than uh, Le'Veon Bell. He's a great he's a great running back. I just don't know stylistically if that's what I want. Yeah, I don't. I, I'd take him. I'd take right. him in New England for sure. Right. Um. But uh, not a good decision, in my opinion. And I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but he signs for fifty-two and a half million, thirty-five million guaranteed. Right. And then my buddy John brought up a very good point. They here's where the argument is: where this was a dumb decision. Okay. So they say, well, $35 million guaranteed, that's more than what he'd been guaranteed if he signed with the Steelers. Not so fast. You sit out last year where you're guaranteed $14.5 million when you were franchise tagged. Right. And then you would have been guaranteed at, at least $20 million with Pittsburgh this year. What's that equal? $34.5. And, and you're playing for a, you're playing for a better team. Well, with losing the pieces, I mean, it obviously – the Jets are probably not on the Steelers' level, but but I think the future is going to be the Jets, whereas the Steelers are on the incl- or decline. Um, the, the opposite side is like you said. Um, that even though theoretically that twenty million was there, it's not a for sure done deal. So with that being said, he's still getting more guaranteed money. I think sitting the year off too is a, a blown out of proportion. I think that actually could help him in longevity for his career. Well, I don't. I don't think the sitting out is going to hurt him. I'm just saying he sat out and missed that fourteen and a half million. Which would have right. equaled up to that. So him sitting right. out, no. If anything, I agree with you. It helps him keep his leg fresh. Well, that's yet to be determined. But but I think I lean towards that side. And then obviously he needed a change of scenery too. Uh, the funniest thing about it is with Darnold there. I mean, they, they're going to have to give him a ton of touches, right? Like because yeah, Darnold throws the ball to the other team all the time. <laughs> well, that might be why he doesn't get that many touches. Then he, he might only be in a couple of possessions each game. But I, I think they're going to feed him the ball a ton, and he's probably going to get frustrated at some point. Um, yeah, Jets Jets don't look like a contender this year is what I'll say. Another reason why I don't like it, you bring them through our division. Come yeah. on, New York. You bring in, you guys are bums, and now we're going to have to actually worry about you all controlling the clock against us with your all's terrible team. Come on, man. Yeah, that's a good running back right there. It's like I said, uh, stylistically he fits in at a couple places, but anywhere would take him, that's for sure. Yeah. But, so... <laughs> I think something that we could both say is a lock is that they probably still make the playoffs. The, the Jets. The Jets? I don't think the Jets make the playoffs. Oh, I thought you were saying it was a lock that they did make the no. playoffs. I was going to say, I, I don't know if I'd say that, my friend. No. But one thing we can't say is a lock is our picks lately. Which, being our locks lately, yeah, we might take them to make the playoffs and just be wrong again. <laughs> yeah. So I missed my lock of the week last week. Uh, I'm not. I'm not here for. I'm not here to make excuses. <laughs> but Louisville did have a few injuries that happened in the game. Uh, Sam Fearing actually got elbowed in the face the game before and pretty much broke her nose. Oh. And then uh, Erica Carter got hurt a couple minutes into the game. It's two starters that are not playing one. You're playing against the number one team in the nation or number two team in the nation. Which one of those was your girlfriend? The the big white girl with the sleeve. 
Oh, that's Sam Furing. She got up on the nose. See, she needed Daddy to take care of her. Uh, maybe so, but <laughs> didn't, <laughs> so. didn't realize you were going to make it this awkward. Yeah. But uh, they took a loss to Notre Dame, which was my lock of the week last uh, last episode. Which so. was an interesting lock, by the way. It wasn't you, really... I mean, it was technically two games you locked. Well, we were. Well, kind no, of the other game was one. pretty much over. Yeah, we were watching one. It still it was an impressive. You. Um, you went out on a limb, and unfortunately, this limb was not very sturdy, my well, friend. Hey, look, you're over here talking like your limb was sturdy, too, that, that wasn't. Hey, my limb was the Houston Rockets, and they won over the Dallas Mavericks, but they did not cover the spread. So, yeah. yeah. And they only scored 94 points. How often are you going to see Houston well, they score heard that you picked points? Them. Probably true. Kiss of death over here. Yeah, Detroit kiss Pistons kiss by every Rose. game unless I pick them. And then, yeah, I think the Rockets might be on my short list of no-no pick again <laughs> well i'm going with another another interesting pick yeah my lock of the week because it's hard here's the thing is we were we were looking for different spreads and all that stuff and you were like well uh it's tough to do because or because we're, we're in conference tourney time so it's hard to do because you don't know who's gonna play who right so it's hard to find spreads so i'm taking a conference winner which is an intriguing pick because, once again, that's a tough thing to do at this time of the year. Look at Gonzaga, who was a front runner, and then obviously lost last night to St. Mary's on some silliness. They beat them by 47 earlier in the year. That is was that a game. That was a, one a of my locks. Yeah. That was one of my locks. Which was a good lock on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, back to your lock of the week. Actually, they were my lock twice, and they covered both times because the other one they won by 16, and they were a 13.5-point favorite. Or no, they were fourteen. They were fourteen, and they were thirteen and a half point favorite. Yeah. Well, I thought one of them was like nine and a half. Was that Nevada? Whatever it was, I remember going like, "Why is that spread like that?" Like that. Come well, on. It might have been that one. That was nine and a half. Either way, and they if, won by ten. If but, you're playing an in-conference game of Gonzaga, and the the spread is not ten points or more, either A, I'm worried about it, or B, I'm taking it all day. Sometimes I don't C, know, man. That St. Mary's has been good in the past. The, you're twenty-one and eleven, and they I got. Said it, I said in the past. Yeah. I'm not I saying this year. I was disappointed. They're 22 I, and 11 now, by the way, because they won last night. That's correct as well, too. <laughs> 22 and 11, if that makes anybody feel better. But I, I was disappointed that they won that game. I like a team getting a chance at the tournament, but, man, I don't think they They're just trying to help the conference out with monies. Right. Giving them monies. It's not a bad idea. So, my lock of the week, I hate to even say this, and I know you're not going to like it. I'm going with Duke to win the ACC title. Ooh, I do like it because I think you're going to be wrong. <laughs> we Louisville is going to win. They're up 25 or so right now against an elite Notre Dame team. Yeah, against Notre Dame. This isn't Duke, so don't call me a. Don't say that I'm going to jinx them or anything. They're up a lot. Mooney's two <laughs> for 16. He just he just doesn't have it today. I, mean, I saw his only two makes of the game, and I thought, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, he started the game out, and uh, I believe he's 2 of 16. Grant texts me he's 2 of 14. I look up, and he misses two two shots in a row <laughs> on the same possession. Yeah. his makes, too. Think about it. He wasn't making them pure like yeah. usual. Mooney, 2 of 16, 1 of 5 from the from three-point line, 5 points, 11 rebounds. Well, and that team's legs had to catch up to him. It's like they said earlier, they've got a ton of injuries all year. They only really play 7 or 8. They were talking about running 4 on 4 in practices. I mean, it, it, it just caught up to him. Gibbs is playing well, though. 6 of 14, 19 points. 
I wouldn't say that's great shooting percentage, but obviously they needed. I told you, I think they needed 30 from Mooney, and they needed uh, 20 and 10 from Gibbs to even be in this game. But yeah, they're down 71 to 47 with four minutes left. Good game. Yeah, I don't think this one's gonna. I don't think this one's gonna turn around. But again, Put Ryan McMahon in. I'm taking. I'm taking Duke to win the ACC title, uh, and. I, I, like I said, I know you weren't going to like that one, but I'm taking that one. No, I, I love it because think about it. Really, they have to win one, two, three, three games, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's not terrible. And then obviously, you know, matchup-wise, there's, there's a team that could. I mean, the interesting thing to me is it's either going to be your team or my team who's going to put them out. But one of those teams will put them out. So I think we'll both be happy whenever that happens. Here's the thing. If it's Louisville and they put them out, I'm not going to be upset that I miss a lock of the week and we put them out. Of course not, because your lock of the weeks are terrible anyways, just like mine. Dwayne Sutton, 4-3, air ball. But my lock of the week is actually going to be a winner. And as you've seen consistently over the last couple of episodes, if you're a betting man, you're putting your money on You on just lost the last, <laughs> the last lock of the week. Yeah, but I'm still 6-5. and five. I believe if that's correct. Six and five. I'm five and six. We're playing the odds here. We're playing the odds. And what am I doing this week? I'm going back to what I know best. And that's fighting because you want to get these hands, buh. But this, no. <laughs> this week, this week we got an awesome main event. You got Darren Till and Jorge Masvidal. And I was telling you before, Masvidal, some people would know from fighting in the same backyard brawls that uh, Kimbo Slice fought. On at. YouTube? On YouTube, and there's actually one. If you're looking up that fight, look up um, Jorge versus Ray is the fight you'll want to watch. And there's actually two fights, but Jorge is the much smaller man and ends up winning one of those fights, and it was a pretty impressive fight. But the bad news is he's going up against a young lion right now, or a young leopard, some might say. Um, or, Jaguar. Or Jaguar. Or Jaguar. I can't remember exactly what it was. But Darren Till, the Englishman, went and trained down in Brazil, speaks Portuguese. I mean, 17-1-1. His only loss is to Tyron Woodley. And um, I, I think he's got what it's going to take. I think it's going to be a stand-up war, and Darren Till comes out the victor over Jorge Masvidal. I think he stops him, too. Uh, so it's not going to go all five rounds, but but that's just an extra special pick for you. I think he stops him with the knockout. So it's a title fight. It is. Well, no, it's not a title. It's a title contention fight. Sorry. So why are they fighting five rounds? Uh, because it's the main event. The way UFC works is whatever the main event is, they, they do five uh, rounds. And, and this is actually, you might have heard of this arena, but it's in the O2 arena. It's one of the biggest arenas in the world. And um, it's it's in London, but it's also where Anthony Joshua, the boxer, fights. So it's expected to be a good card overall, but that's my favorite fight out of all of them. All right, so you're making up two names just so I can't look up to see if you lost. That's I like right. it. That's I right. like it. Darren Till and Jorge Masvidal. I'm taking Darren Till. So speaking of the ACC tourney, the matchups came out, obviously, because they're playing right now. Uh, and yesterday. Yeah, and yesterday. Some decent games uh, yesterday and today. Uh, Clemson blows a 16-point lead today at halftime to uh, lose to uh, NC State. Which is sad because it's like I said, that was probably a play-in game for both those teams. And Clemson being a senior-led team, I just don't see them doing well in the NIT. Which doesn't bother me at all. Yep. We Uh, referenced that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Miami played Wake yesterday, or I guess Miami played – a game yesterday. They didn't really play anyone. 
Danny Manning's hurt right now, so he couldn't dress. Yeah, yeah, their whole team's hurt right now. Uh, just absolutely pounced on Wake Forest. They came and played uh, Virginia Tech today. Lost to Virginia Tech by I think fourteen or fifteen. So that that leads to the matchup of uh, the number one seed taking on uh, the eight seed NC State tomorrow, uh, as well as Florida State taking on Virginia Tech. Uh, Notre Dame, who is a minute. 25 away from losing to Louisville, beat Georgia Tech yesterday. Uh, they had a big lead as well and almost blew it. That was disrespectful to you all. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it was a dead ball, so I'm not really that worried about oh, it. Okay. Louisville's up to forward to play North Carolina tomorrow. Uh, the game is at the same time tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Uh, Belich actually lost the game. And uh, Pittsburgh moves forward to play against Syracuse. So the winner of the Syracuse tomorrow. So the matchups tomorrow, for sure, we have Virginia against Louisville, and Duke against either Pittsburgh or Syracuse. Which I'm thinking Syracuse is probably going to come out. But that Syracuse team, more of the story, gives Duke a little bit of a problem with that 2-3 zone. Yes. Tyus is his brother. Yeah, excuse me. I always always forget his name, and for some reason you called him. But Trey is a better defender. But, yeah, um, let let him shoot. Let him be. Zion going to be back. They're saying yes, but until he's on the court. I think about that. But – you got to wonder about Mark Marquise Bolden. That's been just question that you're already bringing a guy back in. That's not good for Duke. Well, and it looked nasty. I told you, whenever I watched it, I was, oh, man, I hate to see stuff like that. And then, of course, they're talking about, you got to move the stanchion back. It, to me, it looked like off the jump he heard it. And, and anytime you see somebody off the jump make a face like that, like I automatically think non-contact injury, I'm like, oh, man, it's got to be ugly. But he definitely lands on Garrison Brooks' leg kind of awkwardly and the stanchion. So who knows? I hope for his sake, you know, he's able to play. But, man, it, it did not look like he's going to be back in the mix. Either way, it's going to be a good tournament. Uh, with When you have this many good teams in the same conference, it always makes for good games. And it starts out March like this, and I, I love it. Well, it's in Charlotte, too, so I think you know that kind of helps North Carolina and Duke with this as well, too. Not that they needed any other help, but... Um, I, I'd like to go see it at some point. Yeah, we got to work on maybe getting out there next year. Yeah. Get, maybe getting down there, doing a couple episodes down there. Well, I told you, I'll be in Nashville this year while the SEC tournament's going on, and I expect some big things from that tournament. I also am going to try to tell people that I'm on a roster, so if any of our <laughs> listeners have, if there's any six foot seven white guys on any SEC teams, I, I need a go-to name, preferably somebody who doesn't play so I can blend in with a crowd, but I'm thinking maybe some free food would be pretty sweet down there. No, you don't want that because then, they, then that team's getting in trouble. Yeah, I'm a, none of those teams I like, bro. All right, it'd be Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. <laughs> Tyler Hero. He's a little too popular for uh, for that to work. But be, a, be a hero and be Tyler Hero. Okay, I'll give that it a way, try. That way he'll get busted for getting free food from someone. Kentucky will suck again. It'll be great. I need some VIP in Nashville. And uh, Hattie B- I hear Hattie B's hot chicken. What do you think about hot chicken, by the way? Off topic, but. I mean, I love Royals. Royals is one of my favorite restaurants. I forgot about that. In, in the city of Louisville. I love that place. But I'm not really a spice guy. Right. But That's why I, I, just, I just love their chicken. Now, if that Hattie B's is the place that me and my buddy tried when we were in Uh-oh. Nashville for a recruiting thing. Yeah. Might be the hottest food I've ever eaten in my life. Oh, man. It was almost you like get a, a super spicy. Or here's you just the thing. Got, we So. We were in a recruiting and retention uh, seminar. Okay. Uh, 
it was the February after I started, somewhere in the January, February. I think it was February, and um, the last night they have a they rent out this <clears throat> the second floor of this uh, like country bar, which yeah, I'm sure is hard to find in Nashville. <laughs> it's a country <laughs> bar. But they rent out it's and, like Cincinnati. You know, it's an open bar and they have food up there and so we see this chicken and the chicken's like, Oh heck yeah, boneless wings. Heck right. yeah, let's get some. We take a bite at the same time and we're both like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and it's not like temperature hot it's right. spicy hot, and it's literally the hottest. And the line from all the people in our re- recruiting and retention thing was like six people deep. Ooh. So it was like, dude, just give me a water, give me a glass of milk, right. give me any, someone spit in my mouth, something to oh, get this spice don't out say of here. That. <laughs> something. No, you don't. You don't realize what kind of pain I was in. No, I realize what you just said. That's one of the grossest things I've ever heard. Of. I'm gonna. I'm like Sal off in Practical Jokers right yeah. now. That just. <laughs> Gonna ruin my night. <laughs> so, I I would hold off on getting the spicy chicken if it's the same thing. Well, I wonder. Do you think that was something that they made in house, or do you think that I don't was? No, man. If that's what Nashville hot chicken's like, I count me out. Yeah, I could see that. Well, I hear this Hattie B's place is like supposed to be the most popular place, which a lot of times it's like Pat and Gino's in, in Philly. A lot of times when you hear that, it's really not the best place around. Yeah. Like there's a local spot that's better, but I'll I'll, I'll eat it with some pickles and give it a try. Hopefully, uh, Zach and every. Everybody will be up to try something like that at some point. I always like going somewhere and asking people, "Right, hey, where do you eat? Right. That's my big thing because, I mean, people hear how much we talk about food on here. I love going to places where, like, when people ask me here, hey, what's good to eat? I tell them places that they don't find on uh, Yelp or something like that. I'm giving you a place that you're going to find because of me. Yeah. Well, I'm not necessarily going that far. I just like franchises can be fine and dandy, but I like places that are locally owned and operated for a couple of different reasons. But a lot of time they put a little bit more love into the food. So local place, Golden Twists, place everybody's got to try, good ice cream joint over here in Jeff. That's the type of spot that I love. See, like people ask me, like when I was doing Uber, I was doing Uber for a while. Right. What's good to eat around here? Hammerheads. I'm telling you, hammerheads first cool. every time. Hammerheads, you can't go wrong. Oh, that's yeah. Louisville, obviously. Hammerheads, not that far. Tough hours, tough to get in. But, but if you get in it. there, oh my goodness, dude, their food is phenomenal. I had the pork belly there one time. It was delicious. What kind of fries did you get? The Grippo fries. Now, you can't go bad with any of their fries. That's the thing. They have regular fries, they have yeah. garlic parmesan, they have truffle fries, and they have Grippo fries. All of them are phenomenal. Well, it was funny. We had uh, me and Mo Mo Wilder went, and uh, we had an argument there. They had sauce on the table, and he was saying it was a house barbecue sauce. And I'm going to mispronounce this word, but I was saying it was a Worcestershire based sauce. That's a tough word to say, so I'm not going to hate on you for it. I can't speak right anyway, so it's like a (laughs) double issue for me. But come to find out, we ended up asking the waitress, and she was like, it's our barbecue sauce. That's a Worcestershire based sauce. See, we're both right. (laughs) And I guess technically he wins, because he did say it was a barbecue sauce, but yeah, it was hilarious. And I I could put that on everything that I got. I mean, it was a thinner sauce. It wasn't even like a thick sauce. It was like a watery sauce that was really, really good. I have never had anything there that I dislike, though. Yeah. Speaking of dislike, we had we had a uh, <laughs> we had another Russell Westbrook crowd incident. Yep. 
And unfortunately, this is becoming the norm. I mean, not not only for Westbrook, but in the NBA. Yeah, and uh, or in sports in general. I mean, D brought up. Remember D's complaint whenever they were yelling at Purdue yeah. the arms. So think about it. This this is becoming a lot more popular. I mean, I saw a video. Um, I actually looked up a video of you know fan interactions. I mean, the NBA has has seemed like they've always had. He had the malice in the palace where the guy throws the beer at at uh, Ron Artest. <laughs> who at the time was acting like an idiot, but he wasn't really acting out like he ended up acting out. You know the guy who got punched by Jermaine O'Neal on the court? Oh, okay. You you know what I'm talking about, though? You've seen the video where he slides and sucker punches. Well, it's not. He pretty much knew he was getting rocked. He just, he's lucky he (laughs) slides. That guy is a customer of big fireworks, and and let me just tell you, he spends a decent chunk of change because he got a nice little settlement Oh, I guarantee it. So everybody came out a winner on that. We got some good TV. You know, I think he was okay. He just took a punch. No big deal. But then you also have the uh, the Seahawks player last year that was getting kicked out of the game. There's people throwing beers at him. Yeah. It just – this stuff is happening. And he, here's my complaint about all this, man. Because you see the people that are like, they make millions of dollars. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, there's still people. Granted, I know we see them on TV. And there needs to be a line drawn on what people can and can't do. That's easier said than done. I'm with you. Like, I think the human element, you just got to understand, you know, if you're going to dish it out, you've got to be able to take it back. And yeah. as a fan, you can't get all, oh, this guy did this, this guy did that. But but there's definitely stuff that as, I mean, we'll even go as far to say as men, you don't say to another man. Because yeah. it's like in the street, in anywhere you might be, you know the consequences of, of saying something like that. Absolutely. And here's the part that I go with. Because I think... I'm cheering my team on, and I'm cheering you that way. Oh, BJ, you suck, something like that. Yeah. Oh, nice shot. I don't think that's off limits. No, you're trying to get into your head. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's part of a home But when you advantage. say what the guy said, I don't know. I, I know Russ took it differently than what we did, but either way, he still shouldn't say something like that. And if you did, if you, don't, if you wouldn't say it to the dudes in his face when you're out on the street, don't say it to him when you're in the crowd. But I think that's the thing. In this case, I think he really would have said it to him because it's like I said, I don't know why it was such a, a bad reference. I, he originally said, you know, hey, you better ice those knees because, you know, they're going to need you coming back in, like almost boosting him up to tear him down. And that was when something else on the court was going on, a little bit of a scuffle. So I think timing played into it. And Russ just blew up and said, no, man, this is heat. And then it went south real quickly. Well, I mean, the guy saying you need to get on your knees like you've been in the past. Right. The only part that I disagree with Russ is something you and I were talking about before we started this. The only part that I really disagree with on Russ is don't say anything to the guy's wife. There was nothing mentioned in the jazz thing coming out because the only person that got banned was the guy. Right. That's the only part that I'm really like, Russ, you don't really need to do that. Well, and that was her first game in the NBA, so like that's a bad taste in her mouth. The other thing is saying... You know, that has racial connotations to it. I, I could be unknowledgeable on the topic, but I don't understand how that's racially charged. Like, to me, that's more, you know, sexually charged, and you probably still shouldn't say something like that. But I do think, you know, like, he, I, I don't see why he reacted in that form of fashion. And it's like we said, this, this unfortunately, we've seen Westbrook lose his cool. And I think in this case, as long as he didn't go after the wife, he was well within 
you know the right to say what Ab- you say. Absolutely, and that's, I think that's where we both agreed. Is and I'm I'm fine with everything you're doing. Yeah, I don't think you need the part where I'm I'm beating the brakes off of you and your wife. Like, there's no need to say that. The last part. No, I'm, I'd beat the brakes off of you after what you just said to me. That's fine, but there's no reason to bring her into it, especially when and the the press release from the Jazz that they said they did video, they did video investigation and they had eyewitnesses. Right. None of them ever mentioned her saying anything. No, it didn't seem like that was the case. I mean, I think he was just making a point to the guy, like, listen, this. he was trying to make it hurt worse than what the guy said to him. Yeah. That's why I say that's childish to me. But I also do think Westbrook is a type of guy who takes something like that and that's what fuels him to play. You don't come to play as hard as he does every night without having some type of motivation. So his kids and his family are probably part of that. Having people say stuff like that are probably part of that. Having all the people talk about losing KD and Harden and he can't do it on his own probably has part of that. Probably his past, you know, whatever he had going on in his life has played in. So this is just another chip on his shoulder. I would have rather seen him come back into the game and play with fire and then look over to that guy at some point during the game and say, you know, now who's on their hands and knees begging for mercy? Something like that. Like, that would have been good to me, and I would have loved that. And think about it. As a fan, I know we were talking about this with my father the other day. When I was younger, I went and we sat courtside seats, and we the biggest thing to me was we made it on ESPN that night, right? But during the game, we were under the basket, and Reggie Miller was at the Pacers game. The Pacers were playing the Clippers, and Reggie Miller dove right into the chair that was literally next to us and got, like, tangled up into the chair. And we had to, like, help him get out of the chair to help him get back on the court. So I was like, man, I just had Reggie Miller's sweat on me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like great memory. Later on in the game, Chris Kamen comes to inbound the ball and ends up taking one of my fries out of my chicken and fry basket. So it was like things like that as a kid. I'll never forget that. And unfortunately, now any kid who is around, you know, is probably going to think Westbrook isn't a good person when they don't fully understand the whole process. Well, see, I don't, I don't know about that because you see the video from the other day where he's – signing his shoe and he's always known for doing that and yeah. he's known for not only signing his shoe and giving it to a kid but he'll point up to the rafters and tell a kid from the second level to come down to get his stuff yeah so seeing some of the people say well you know this is becoming a a, a big thing for russell westbrook i don't really think he's been wrong i think he handled the thing with the kid uh, uh, in a in the right in the right way the kid shouldn't be standing up and touching when the play's going on if you want to stand up and whatever that's fine but you shouldn't be near what he's doing and, and touching him whenever he's playing. I get that, but that's a little kid, man. Like, you that's have... the thing. He didn't yell at the kid. He looked at the dad and said, hey, you need to get him. To me, I don't think he handled that bad. And then you have the no, guy no, no, last no. year. I, I'm not saying he handled it bad in, in the fact of he should have been punished for that or anything. I'm saying a little kid touched you and you're crying like a baby about it? Like, for real? Well, he touched you when you're playing. I mean, you, you have no idea was, what that could yeah, have done. Yeah, he was on the sideline, and his whole thing was, I didn't know who touched me. When you feel a little kid's hand push you or punch you, I've been punched or pushed by my little niece and nephew a million times. And let me just tell you, it's a big difference between getting hit by a grown man and a little kid I don't know, man. I got Burger King hands. I might hit like a little kid, too. My <laughs> <laughs> well, Burger King hands might be worse, because then that means, you know, that's going to hurt worse. But I'm Coming just saying. with a whopper. 
Yeah, hit him with the whopper. And then, uh, you, then you, but then you also got the guy last year it was the first game of the season that's flicking him off. Yeah, and, and like, come on, man, like they. Yeah, but I don't really feel like he's the one that brings it to him. I'm not condoning any of these fans' actions. For you've been with me at games. Like yeah. I, I think I, you were with me one time when I said something to the ref, like kind of sarcastically, but I got in character a little too much. Yeah, you know, and had a little too much fun with it. But it was like I, I don't think I've ever. Now, if I'm a coach or if I'm something like that, but as far as being so a spectator, I, I'm not conversing with the players in that type of manner because that, that doesn't make logical sense for me. So I'm not condoning any of it. I'm just saying, as a player, I, I would like to see them know. And it's like you said, the money has nothing to do with it. But as a kid, you think of them as superheroes. Like You think of them on a different level. You don't comprehend that these were literally kids who went to high school and, and worked for everything that they earned until you become an adult. So watching them and then seeing them behave in that nature, it's like, man, you know, maybe they're villains more than they're superheroes. By the way, forgot to mention this. Mm-hmm. John Morant's in the tournament. Yes, officially. That's a, and that's a good thing for the NCAA tournament. It doesn't matter how many games he plays, him playing in the tournament is nothing but another money grab for the NCAA tournament. I think that's a good thing, but I think, once again, too, he's not a superhero. So they're not going to win a game, I don't think. We'll see. We'll see, man. We will, my friend. I don't think either one of us will be upset unless it's against our team. Well, I mean, I, I hope for his sake. I hope it boosts his draft stock. I hope he wins. I hope his team does well. Like you said, if he's playing against North Carolina, I'm definitely cheering against him. But with that being said, I just don't know if they have the depth. I don't know if they have the defensive paralysis. Um, it's like we said, their big guy is going to get in foul trouble. They're going to play small. Do they have the rebounding? Um, they definitely have the offensive firepower and uh, system to do okay. But, yeah, they're going to have to score probably 75, 80-plus to win a game. Well, heck, when you can have him go for 40, it's not too hard. that's not too hard to do. No, and it's like you said, as far as at the end of the game matchup-wise, that's that's a good piece to have. You want somebody who's got that confidence and that swagger at the end of the game. That's the big thing about the NCAA tournament is, I mean, you think back to last year with like teams like UMBC, not to bring up such a an easy target, but you let a team hang around right. like Murray State and they have someone like that, I think that's kind of what you were alluding to right there. Right. That's dangerous because that guy can literally take over a game. And if he's only going to take over the end of the game and win, will this team to win, he's going to do it. Well, speaking about dangerous, isn't there uh, mascot Terriers, the Terriers? Who, the UNBC? Yeah. The Golden Retrievers. Hey, man, you know, get a better The only reason I know that is because Smitty had just gotten Henry like a month or two before that. Okay. They beat... Virginia, we're holding, taking pictures with Henry right after the game. The mascot. <laughs> the yeah. mascot. I mean, it's like the uh, these AFL teams. It's like, hey, guys, we got a problem. Out of all the options you have, get a better mascot. But, hey. If you, all right, putting yeah. you on the spot. You no, had to, you had to pick a mascot, what you pick? See, this is the thing. Everybody, you know, all these mascots have already been taken. So, it's like. So, I, then how are you going to get on them? Yeah, because I think I would spend a little bit more than 10 seconds being able to contemplate what a good mascot would be. That's why. Well, and I don't think I'm getting paid to have the creative design behind it. Well, see, I think you can do some dope things. with, I would like Youngstown State or the Penguins. I like it. 
I like some of those off the wall ones. Well, the Penguins. I mean, that's that doesn't strike any fear into you. I get that, but like it, it also isn't a terrible one. That's not the worst I've heard of. I just think the. I, I don't know why I was thinking the the Terrier is a lot worse than the Golden Retriever. Like a Terrier. I had a uh, toy Terrier when I was younger, Ginger, and I had her for a long time. And all my friends who listen to this know she was a feisty customer, but. You could have punted her through a 40-yard field goal. I mean, she's not doing nothing to nobody. So, I mean, that's how I look at mascots. What about UC Irvine, the Anteaters? Yeah, not scary. It it is if you're an ant. That is true. That's very scary if you're an ant. If you're an ant, then it's definitely scary. Oh, man. I don't think there's probably – I mean, maybe an elephant would be as scary because, you know, you step on – So you're saying that Alabama's mascot's terrible. No, I'm saying if you're an ant – and there's like a couple of things that strike fear into you. Okay. And like an elephant, if it gets anywhere around you and steps on you, like you're, you know, that's done. You, you are absolutely done. But an anteater is going to eat you. So it's like death, which way do you want it? But both of them are for sure death. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm not saying necessarily I like Alabama's mascot, but I also, <laughs> I just think if you're an ant, you don't want to I be I mean, it could be worse. Man. You could be, you know, a... Uh, Foot with tar on it. Yeah, a tar heel. Because that's such a great mascot. That's not. It's not a foot with tar on it, bro. That was just one of the logos, man. It's a sort of the ram is cool. Does that strike fear in you? Yeah. Have you ever seen? Listen. After this, I want you to YouTube Rams. Um, what's the terminology? I mean, basically head ramming stuff. Rams, yeah, Rams that, that ramming. <laughs> I mean, who has a, a truck named after him? Come on now. Well. T- that's that's important. Factual evidence. It's not named after, and I guess it is because it's in yeah, the logo. For yeah. sure. And I was going to say Dodge is the company, but no, it's the Dodge Ram. Like, they didn't even try to hide it. They weren't like, hey, it's a Tar Heel. They were like, it's a Dodge Ram. And you ain't dodging these Rams, bro. Once they get locked on, it's like a heat-seeking missile. It's more like a goat than it is a Ram. What is your off mascot? He's more like a, he's more like a Billy Goat. Hey man, Cardinals don't. He's got me. teeth though. The bird's got teeth. I was waiting for this part. The bird's got teeth. Have you ever seen a bird with teeth? No, you haven't. Which would why? Which is why it would be scary if you saw in person. What's it gonna do? Bite me? Yeah, that doesn't scare me. If if your best technique is biting, I'm not worried about yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell it to an alligator. Yeah. I'll tell him from a good distance. Tell it to an alligator when you're saying that biting is not scaring you. Tell it to to a rattlesnake. Now, we're talking a little bit different species here than a cardinal, my good friend. I mean, isn't isn't all cardinals that are red like what we think? Aren't they all females? Which means they're way more feisty. Do what you see. I mean, they're much more attractive. You know, the, the... other male cardinals don't look as good, so I, I guess I like that from a male perspective. But I'm not scared of a cardinal. No, you're That's not winning right. this battle. Speaking Ram of- is winning that fight all day. I'm gonna set this up. Anybody who wants to put money on it, Troy Walters is my man. He's the bookie <laughs> on this fight. Ram versus Cardinal. We're taking Rams all day. Um, I, see, I'm thinking of something like uh, Will Ferrell talking on uh, the other guys. I did it in the way you wanted it. Did. <laughs> <laughs> the tuna and the lion, yeah. Which is a great movie, by the way. Yeah, speaking, and, and one of my references previously. Speaking of Cardinals, we had David Johnson winning the state title. Yep. So, Kentucky State Championship. Kentucky State Championship. And not only 
him being a future Cardinal, but he beat the Cardinals, which made you correct. Mm. I, I took Warren Central in that in that uh, Scott County Warren Central matchup. I thought Warren Central was impressed me more because of what they did in coming back against Madisonville North Hopkins. Yeah, but they got completely housed by. Scott County. Well, and that's the thing. I thought it was going to be a good matchup. I mean, I, I like the pieces overall in Scott County, but both of them had good depth. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised to hear that it was a blowout. Yeah, I mean, Scott County ends up beating Warren Central 70-52. to 52. Which, it's like I told you, too. I, I could have seen that being a game that was close, and then they pulled out at the end just like they did against Butler. But, you know, 18 points is 18 points either way. Yeah. Uh, the other game was not so, uh, not such a big deficit. Uh, Trinity pulled out a squeaker against Campbell County. No. Uh, some people considered it a controversial ending. I saw the video. I didn't really think it was, other than there's one part on it that I'll explain to you. So, okay, Campbell County is taking it out under their own basket. They're down two points, uh, which is what they lost, 42 to 40. They throw it into a guy cutting right towards the inbounder. He head fakes. David Johnson jumps up, blocks the shot, yeah, and then he tips it right to his teammate. Well, his teammate's just standing there. But you can see him, like, pumping his fists, like, kind of celebrating. So the guy from Campbell County just shoves him in the back, and then he, like, hops on two feet and then just, like, throws the ball up in the air, and then the buzzer goes off. So the only so are they wanting a travel? They're or either a wanting foul? a travel or a foul off the push in the back. The refs just the ref was standing right there, didn't call anything. Yeah. Well, they don't have video review in that either, do they? So they can't. I mean, go the ref back. was three feet away from the play. But so I'm, I'm, I'm saying, let's say he blows his whistle, and he says, "How long's left on the clock at that point?" Would you say if you're the ref? If I had to guess, I'd say a second and a half. Okay. Two seconds, maybe. Which I'm just, guessing that's at just rough, judging. That's just judging off my the ears and hearing the hearing right. the horn. I'm guessing at Rupp they have the capability of doing you know part portions of seconds as well. Too. Well, I mean, they I would say they do because you got to think they show all those replays. So I would you know they show the replays during the game of highlights. So I would guess that they could do that there. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying like there's some scoreboards that you have to put two seconds or one second on. And being as though it was Rupp Arena. Oh yeah, yeah I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Which one and a half second is, I mean, think about it, but he he would have been shooting free throws or inbounding the ball? Um, I'm not sure. Because, see, that changes a lot. If you're shooting free throws and you've got to go the length of the court, you know, I, you're probably missing that shot on purpose. Like, hit hit the first one, miss the second one. Put you up three, miss the second one. Yeah. Second and a half, I mean, even if they get a timeout, you're not running a play in, getting a shot off in a second and a half. No. But after you get the rebound. So, yeah, I, I would say I would be disappointed, but – you know, it's like I was telling somebody last night, we quit a game 19-6. to You're not winning that game. No. So, just take it and bear with it. But that moves Trinity and Scott County to the state championship, which was the next day. Uh, Trinity, I think, had a, a two-point lead at halftime. Or Scott County had a two-point lead, I'm sorry. Trinity goes on a 7-0 run, takes a five-point lead. Scott County goes on an 11-0 run, takes a six-point lead. Trinity goes on a 15-0 run. Hmm. And just pretty much puts it out of out of uh, contention. Ends up winning the game fifty to forty. Uh, ends Michael Mar- uh, Michael Marino's career on back to back losses in the state championship game. Which well, and didn't their football team lose in the state championship this year too? I- I'm pretty sure Scott County's football team lost in the state championship. You know they lost to no the male Bulldogs. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, but they still. Needless to say, that's a good one. What about the bulldog? Is that a scary enough dog? Uh, I mean, they might slobber on you. I'm not a big fan of that. I don't like that. I don't. I don't know, man. It's the English bulldog. I mean, it's it's built like I don't know, like a bulldog. Yeah, <laughs> built like a bulldog. Yeah, they don't seem too feisty to me. I don't know, but I tell you one thing: they do is when they push you, it's a power move. That's a good point. And we like power moves around these parts. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I I'm gonna let you go first because I think that my power move is gonna take the cake. Oh, well, for sure. But sticking with our theme of high school basketball, my power move is going to be short and quick and to the point this week. We've got the Silver Creek um, Dragons, which are a local team for all the Indiana fans. And I went up and watched them defeat Princeton. So the power move of the week is going to be Silver Creek Dragons in general. That, that basketball team, we've seen them play earlier this year. Um, I think they went like 23-3 and overall. They've got a big game coming up Saturday against Indianapolis, Crispus Attucks. Hopefully they can keep the ball rolling, and uh, that would be even more of a power move at that point. But, yeah, I believe they are regional champions currently looking to add a semi-state title to their um, arsenal this year. So power move of the week, Silver Creek Dragons, way to go. Uh, you've got some freshmen, you've got some sophomores, team that you should watch in the future as well too because there's a couple of highly recruited kids on that team, and I think they've got some core pieces. They lose three seniors um, that are integral parts of their success, but they also have three sophomores or freshmen who will keep that team going in the future. So One of them's the son of a former guest, Brian Northern. It's true, and he is a great player. I told you he had the finish or the play of the game beautiful step through scoop shot um, on a 610 kid Princeton had a 610 kid I called him Lurch and uh, had a beautiful jump shot too um, knocked down a three um, you've got your your guy who you like Kobe Jacoby or Jacoby Cody Jacoby I think it's Jacoby is his first name Jacob or Cooper Jacoby Cooper Jacoby Cooper Jacoby yeah. and uh, he's a great player too and then obviously Trey Kaufman their big guy inside who hopefully he gets to feeling better we've heard he's been sick recently but um, they they play well as a team ran that press that we watched again too but they changed it up remember we saw that two one two press which I have never seen anything in my life that was a two one two press it's kind of like a matchup man press but they were running that as well too and this gave this team fits Princeton had a uh, freshman point guard and uh, he he had to have had double digit um, turnovers that's never fun no so my power move I think this is my first power move away from sports okay I haven't been keeping track to be honest I believe this is my first power move away from sports and I can't wait to talk about this one (laughs) so over the weekend there was a lady visiting a wildlife center in zoo in phoenix okay i'm sure everyone's heard about this but this is definitely my power move and phoenix is a nice area by the way phoenix is a cool place to fly into yeah cool airport unless you have to get to one of the different terminals yeah sucks but the windows are cool you just look out and see all the mountains and stuff it's pretty cool i agree flying in like you said when you're landing oh man that's pretty awesome it flies in when you're flying it's like sim city you're just like mountains 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 and you come over a mountain and it's just like a big square and that's phoenix vegas is an interesting one to fly into as well too i like that and then obviously some of the cali places and anytime you're 
you're flying over water. I'm actually not a big fan of that. But Phoenix San, is San one Diego of my is like that. Yeah. No. When you fly into San Diego or when you fly out of San Diego, you take out over you take off over the water and then you turn around and come back. Yeah. That was really kind of nerve wracking. I agree 100. percent It's like oh my goodness. I guess if you're going down, land isn't going to be much better. But we were taking off. Yeah, but I'm saying like as far as like if your plane is going down, like if you have a mechanical failure and your plane is going to crash, like if you land in the water or if you land on land, that's going to be a problem. But mentally wise, like I'm not a big fan of driving over bridges because it's just an added element of danger. It's tough to breathe underwater, I, Absolutely. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So this lady, which I don't know her name, decided that she wanted to stand up and take a selfie with the Jaguar. Yeah. She seemed like a Samantha to me. That's what I'll say. Samantha, Samantha yep. decides, hey, I think it would be a good idea to take a selfie with a Jaguar. Such a pretty little cat. Jaguar's not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Mauled this lady, scratched her through the cage. Sarah the Jaguar with the biggest power move of the week saying, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. <laughs> That's what happens when you mess with a wild animal. It's... It's it can literally that can literally rip your face off. Why are you getting that close? Well, and we looked at the video, so we were doing some more investigating. She should have not gotten that close. There's I, no way that animal should have got to her. Yeah, here's the thing. When you read the story, you're like, Jesus, this lady climbed over a, a wall and got in the cage with this thing, which is the way they make it sound. Yeah, because unfortunately we've seen stuff like that happen before. Yeah, well, the best thing about this is not only did she not climb in there, but so the stanchion in between it, depending on the angle, it looks like it's not really that big. It, we'll say right. just just for safety's sake, we'll say it's about six feet in between the edge of this. And, but it's like a flower bed that's like three feet tall that anyone can climb up on that's not a, a young child. Okay. And she climbed up there, and obviously she was up against the fence. But the best part of it was... When this happened, everyone was like, well, this lady's an idiot. This thing better not get put down. So not only does Sarah the Jaguar not only get the mall this idiot, she ain't getting put down, bro. Yeah. So in her mind, she's like, yeah, suck on that, Harambe. I think that's exactly what she said. And I think she probably would have been kicked out of a Utah Jazz game for saying that, too. Suck on that, Harambe. I'm mauling people, and I'm still here, bro. You know what the funniest thing about that was, though? I, I didn't tell you this, but did you hear about the whole Conor McGregor stuff this weekend? Oh, he smashed the phone. But he's got, and it could be a tiger, it could be a jaguar. It's definitely not a black jaguar. He's got that tattooed on his stomach. So he goes up to a dude, shakes his hand, takes his phone, smashes it. Guess why? Because they were trying to take a selfie with him. So something at the end of the day, these jaguars just, you know, hey, don't take selfies with them, bro. Mess with the bull, you get the horns. Yeah, you, you just learned your lesson. Which, by the way, from what I saw, I, I don't think it looked that bad. I mean, did she look like she oh, was hurt? Oh no, that it bad? was deep. <laughs> it was deep. Yeah, but it's a it's a scratch. And she there was some meat showing in that arm. That was ugh. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. Not, I'm probably not gonna you, watch it. I'm not yeah, gonna do my investigating. It's, it's probably on that. a good idea not to watch it because it. I mean, you saw those claws. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that thing's yeah. messing you up. That's uh, ripping your face off. Well, and the power behind it, I can only imagine. But it's like we said, she had to have been close enough to the gate for it to get through. And that's, you know, not not intelligent. So, hey, people, 
probably don't do that, and you won't have to be on our power move set. And that's why Jacksonville named their team after this. True. And hopefully Samantha's okay. I, I wish her nothing but the best. She's getting publicity because she got because she got scratched by a jaguar. Oh, beef, beef! You might have just had a marketing idea, bro. Yeah, you taking it? Come no, on. No, I'll leave that to you since you didn't think it was that bad. I got an idea. Oh, uh, listen, uh, you know I I don't think I'm going that far. Peacocks. Peacocks is well. You were just talking about how pe- how Cardinals weren't going to do anything. You, yeah. It's a marketing ploy, bro. I gotta act like it's gonna be very tortoises. You want me to go tortoises? What? Come on. What else? Tortoise is too slow. Not for me, man. You haven't seen me play in a while, have you? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I need to go for a bird. I think you need to go for something like an ostrich. No, emu. Those things are mean. That's exactly. That's how you get it. Well, that's how you get it. If you're gonna go for something that's gonna hurt, you're gonna have to take some pain. No, no, no. This isn't just something where you're not gonna get hurt. It's all about the acting, bro. Listen, we're not putting you in with no polar bears. We're not. No, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about death. I'm talking about just getting headbutted by one of them emus. A ram. A ram. With saddles. It's settled. You're getting. You're getting hit with a ram. Hey, beast beef listeners, watch your news feed. It's coming. So we just got. To see BJ up. getting hit by a ram. Yep. Hopefully. Dude, that's going to hurt. And your hips oh, are already hurting, man. That's not going to feel good. I think it might blow my knees out. I'm going to have to strategize about it. Yeah. We'll work something out. We'll make know? sure you're sitting down or something. Oh, man. Not, you know, then he gets like a second one at me. It, it sounds like Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> well, you're going down if that thing hits you anyway. Oh, for sure. So you're getting a second hit either way. Yeah. Have the blow dart gun ready. Like uh, well, I'm not. No, this is on you, bro. Okay. Well, this is I'll on take you. one for the team then. But we'll we'll see how it goes. So just yeah, watch, watch for that in the future. That's a I, good marketing idea, though. I gotta film. I can't film and shoot a blow dart gun. Why not? It's a blow dart gun. Like you just well, you aim gotta, and, you gotta you gotta be able to get the other hand on the frame. No. Have yeah, you ever watched Jungle to Jungle? He didn't shoot with one hand. Uh, no, I'm just saying. You you can yeah, make it happen. Your blow dart gun is two hands. Well then, use an air. Dark gun. Don't you don't have to even blow dart it. Just use the air No, I'm all for gun control. Yeah. No. Okay. But these, yeah, <laughs> these are tranquilizers. But I think you know this reminds me of something else. Unfortunately, this is how mad you're getting because I I couldn't believe how mad you got last night about something. I but, would say furious. Well, I can't say I can't believe because I can't believe because. When you told me, I was like, yeah, it's pretty messed up. Well, this is the thing. I love chicken, and I love all types of food, if you can't tell from when we discuss stuff. And Monday nights, one of the restaurants locally has special on some chicken wings, and that's going to be Cluckers. And Cluckers doesn't close until 11 o'clock, but unfortunately, old BJ has to play basketball from 8.30 till typically 10.30. And here's the thing. If this was 10.45 and you called this, you're not going to be upset. Well, this is my whole point is usually, unfortunately, the last, what, four months or whatever that I've been playing, um, I haven't been able to have this food because they close at 11 o'clock, and I'm respectful of that. But because I got out early this week and got out at 10.15, I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to splurge a little bit tonight, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get some cluckers, right? Cluckers has a special on their wings, boneless or traditional, and I think it's delicious. So I had my order all picked out, went onto the website, picked four different types of wings, the cluck and boom boom, the sweet Thai chili, the spicy hot, I think is what it was, and then barbecue. you got to get a good plethora. A good variety going right 
So I call into him and I say, hey, man, I'm looking for a carryout order, brother. And this girl is kind of like, a what? A carryout? Now, granted, this is 10.15 in the evening. And I say, yes, ma'am, lo was looking for a carryout order. And she goes, okay, give me a second. And so you can hear her, like, hold the phone down and go to her, what I'm assuming to be a manager. Hey, are we taking any to-go orders? And I'm like, it's 10.15. I've, I've had to-go orders at 10.15 before. I'm 10 minutes away at this point. And she comes back on and she goes, oh, sorry, sir, we're not taking any more to-go orders. So, boom, I'm already like, okay, this business is crazy. Why would you not want my money? I eat there all the time. We've talked about it before on this podcast. Yeah. We went there for the uh, ch uh, championship games in the NFL. Giving them exposure, giving them our money out of our own pockets. Not anymore. Not any further. And so it, it goes on. So I just am kind of, I'm trying to be as nice as possible. I'm like, well, you know, how come it's only 10, 15? You guys close at 11, right? And she's like, give me a second. And I'm like, no, you don't know what time, you know. So anyways, you can hear the guy talking in the background. And I'm getting madder and madder. But I'm trying to keep my composure. And so she says, yeah, we, we close at 11. So I said, well, I'm just going to go ahead and come in there at that point. Because I'm, I'm furious at that point. And so she's like, uh, dumbfounded. Well, what's she going to say? I can't come in there. It's 10.15 in the evening. They don't close to 11. So they, they realize they kind of made a mistake. And so she tells the manager, right? And I hear the manager talk about, no, we want to get out of here at 11. we got to close. Don't tell this guy not to come in or whatever. So I'm listening to this going, man, I'm a manager of a store, a fireworks store. Like, you, that's not how you do business. I've, I've been in family-owned and operated businesses my whole life. It almost made me want to call the guy and let him know what was going on. But once again, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to go that far because I'm not that angry. So, yeah, so I decided I wasn't going to go in because then she proceeds to tell me, hey, the special for the wings ended at 10 o'clock. So you close at 11 o'clock, but your special ends at 10 o'clock. Makes no sense to me. Fake news. Yeah. So needless to say, um, I ended up going to Indies and was... Great choice. And was happy with it. Very happy with it. But, you know, if any of our listeners have some spare time and would like to go ahead and place a call to Cluckers and order 100 wings, 812-944-8100. Once again, 812-944-8100 is their phone number. I hear they want you to order wings and not pick them up and not pay for them. That's just speculation on my part. But, yeah, I, I won't be taking my business to the New Albany Cluckers anymore. Jeffersonville? Hey, here we come. I'll make the extra 15-minute drive, but but no more New Albany cluckers for me. Yeah, that's that's a joke. Disappointing. I, I mean, I worked in I worked in pizza for you know about six years. Yep. Do you get times where you're like, the sky knows we close at this time. Yep. I've been and there. it's frustrating. It's frustrating. But you're 45 minutes before. Oh, for sure. And then you said, I just want a carryout order. So it's not like you're gonna sit there and be in their hair. No, none whatsoever. And I'm, I mean, I would have tipped them for a carryout order. I would have been polite, respectful. I was ordering 20 wings. So it's like I said, four different flavors, 20 wings. So it wasn't a small order. It wasn't an inconvenience. It, I wasn't. I'd have I went in there. I would. I would have went in there and ordered a, a freaking appetizer and sat there till 11:05 just on purpose. Yeah. I well, I thought in my head, man, it's like I was steaming and I was seeing red, so I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. I need to just stay far away from this place. But you were talking about it as 
you know, being an employee in the place. We have people coming to the fireworks store when we're closed or as we're closing all the time. And the whole thing that you can do is you can say, hey, just wanted to let you guys know it, it's 8.55 right now. We do close at 9 o'clock. Can I help you and can I answer any questions because I value you as a customer? Like that's that's easy to do. Then it, nine times out of ten, they don't know what time you're closing, first of all. In this case, I knew and was 45 minutes in advance. So, yeah. I wish it would have been handled better. And it's like I said, I think the thing that made me the – hey, I, I didn't have to have cluckers that night. I ended up having indies, and, and I'll probably go to indies more often now because of that. But the thing that made me the most mad was that guy who owns that business is getting screwed out of money, and he doesn't even know it. You know, He's got some manager in there who's taking money from him, and now he's not, you know, not returning on his investment. So – Sad to see, especially because I think that's a locally owned business that we were talking about before. Like people come in, hey, you want where you want to go? Uh, Monday night, go to Cluckers. Well, unfortunately, not if it's ten fifteen. No moss, no moss. Well, it's funny that you bring up a beef with a chicken place. <laughs> it's ironic, but guys, that concludes another episode. And. It's funny because we we'll sit here and we'll talk about different things and we'll say, man, this this one's not going. We don't really have a lot to talk about. And then we sit here and talk about stuff, and it still ends up being a good amount of stuff, which I love. Oh, that's how it always goes. Which is why I added you to it. Um, I thought you said it was for the charming good looks. Like I thought you said it attracted more single females, or was that? Oh, I wasn't supposed to say it on air. My yeah, dad, he's yeah, giving you, me the cutthroat side. You gotta, don't say, you gotta, don't say that. My you dad. definitely got a voice for the radio, or a face yeah. for the radio, absolutely. <laughs> face for the radio, my friend. I've heard that before. <laughs> and <laughs> if if my answers frighten you, then you should cease asking scary questions. Absolutely, I agree. Guys, keep liking, keep sharing, keep enjoying this beautiful weather. Beef out. Peace.